Hi everyone! Welcome to Mabuhay Maxima! This is the podcast that encourages you to experience happiness, compassion, and kindness in a world that really tempts you not to. And this is MR, your host. Hello everyone! everyone! Welcome to another episode of Mabuhay Maxima, the podcast. This is MR, your host. Hello! So, we are on episode 13 today. Thank you very much for listening today. Yay! So, um, it's been a while since the lockdown. And yeah, they're gonna extend it until April 30 here in the Philippines. So, wherever you are right now, I really hope that you're gonna do, you're doing okay. And that um, you're still um, happy and cheery at home. And I hope that you are not really that affected by the virus. And for those who are, um, I had a friend who was confirmed positive for COVID-19. And I just received the news yesterday that she was released from the hospital. And two out of three swab tests, she turned out to be negative. So they're just waiting for the last one to really confirm that the virus is already out of her system. So... Do not lose hope. And to my friend, hi! (laughs) I'm dedicating this episode for you. So, I hope that um, this episode becomes a fun one for you guys. Because as it is dedicated to my friend, who is a bookworm, I will talk about the five books that changed my life. Alright, so I got the idea from my last episode, which was the Ask all-out questions, the Ask Me Anything episode for my birthday, and one of my listeners asked me the top five books that changed my life, and I decided to make an extra episode to really um, entice everyone out there to start reading. Like, um, reading is really my first love. Like, I was exposed more to books than to toys when I was a kid. Like, my mom would tell me, of course, I, I really don't remember it anymore that Whenever we would go out, I was like this wee small. <laughs> and we would, I would be carrying so much books, like this giant book of pictures and whatnot. And then I would just be in the corner and read. Like she taught, she trained me to do that. So like I was the little girl with the big books. So yeah, and my love for books extended to this. Yes, my current, um, book collection so if you're watching on youtube right now yes this is also on youtube you can see um assorted books and stuff and memorabilia from when i was book collecting and from my travels and yeah it goes way up there it just doesn't see on the screen anymore so yeah so the top five books that changed my life so let's start and this is in no particular order ish <laughs> all right so if you if any of the books that i mentioned and you realize that that's your favorite book too or you want to check that kind of book out just let me know uh, message me here on on anchor on facebook on instagram or leave a comment on my youtube channel and please don't forget to like and subscribe all right all right let's start all right so growing up i did not have this much books like, what I had only was a an old collection of children's classics from when my mother was still a younger 
when <laughs> when her dad, my grandfather, when her dad would send those books to her from overseas because my granddad was a seaman. So she bought it with her when she started a family and she let me read all of them. So it was an assortment from Arabian Nights, um, the collection of Hans Christian Anderson, Robinson... Robinson Crusoe, Treasure Island, um, all the children's classics. And my special favorite was this one. So this is one of the books from that collection. Yes, I still have it. It's way up there in the collection. So I still, it's really old, like really, really, really old and very old. And my favorite book from that collection was... As in Wonderland, and I realized on YouTube since I'm doing selfie mode, the text is <laughs> backwards. <laughs> so yeah, as you can see, we still have the original illustrations from Sir John Daniel. And yeah, it's really, really old, old script. And the pages are already yellowed from time. And they have, and the fun thing is about, they have original illustrations too in color. So... Alice in Wonderland. Um, I really like the idea where in the as a little girl you would jump down the rabbit hole and would explore a really different world. And that sort of changed my worldview in a bit. The gist of Alice in Wonderland is Alice would go down the rabbit hole and would go through a lot of changes, meet a lot of people from a white rabbit to a caterpillar to a dodo to twins to the Queen of Hearts, and she would go through a lot of changes. Like, she would grow big, she would grow small. Her neck would be elongated so high, and um, I guess it taught me a lot of things in a way. Wherein the main point was that um, in life you would meet a lot of people. There, I do not really believe that there's such a thing as coincidence. Um, I believe that you will meet someone for a reason. May he he or she pass by, stay, say hi, or just maybe flip a finger at you, then move on. Every person that you meet in your life or every instance that happens in your life happens for a reason. And I guess it is your personal responsibility, since you are the main character of the story of your life, to figure out why that thing or that person comes into your life and or moves away or whatever may happen and it changes your perspective in a way wherein you get to be more open-minded and be more flexible towards things and change because whatever happens well the only constant thing in life is change and going back to the book so i was so addicted to alice in wonderland that my wallet is Alice in Wonderland, um, some of my stuff here at home is Alice in Wonderland, my water bottles, Alice in Wonderland, and I got this book, it's all about Alice, it's, it has everything, like, everything, like, full color pages, if you're looking at YouTube right now, of the history of Alice in Wonderland, and, um, its effect on the literary media, and, well, in the world in general. So it's a really fun read. So if you're like addicted to Alice in Wonderland like me, <laughs> then I would suggest that you get this book. Um, I bought it at Barnes & Noble 
in the States. Yeah, so if you're in the Philippines and you want this but you don't have ask access, just hit me up and I'll, we'll see what we can do, okay? Alright, so first book is Alice in Wonderland and I also have a coloring book of Alice in Wonderland and this is actually the only copy that I have of the story. Yeah, my mother's. So, it's sort of sentimental in a way. I believe that second, the second Alice book that I mentioned, the one that's all about Alice, is the one of the few books that I really bought firsthand. Most of my book, uh, parts of my book collection were bought secondhand. So, I would scour secondhand bookstores literally all over the world wherein I can find one and look for things that well, I can read that I would really like. And one of them would be this one. It's The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime by Mark Haddon. So I forgot um, where did I buy this, but it's definitely a secondhand bookstore. So you see, the pages are also yellowed. And there's even, oh, okay, there's a clue. I bought it overseas, not here in the Philippines. So there's a dedication, if you're watching on YouTube, there's a dedication from the previous owner. So I'm just gonna read a bit, a bit from the back. So, The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime is a murder mystery novel like no other. The detective and narrator is Christopher Boone. Christopher is 15 and has Asperger's Syndrome. He knows a great deal about maths and, a very, and very little about human beings. He loves lists, patterns, and the truth. He hates the color yellow and brown and being touched. He has never gone further than the end of the road on his own, but when he finds a neighbor's dog murdered, he sets out on a terrifying journey which will turn his world upside down. So they have made a theatrical play adaptation of this. Same title, The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Ninth Time. Um, they are playing it in London, in the States. I like this book because um, I got curious with this because I have this bookmark. There's this metal bookmark that has this title, Top uh, 50 Books to Read Before You Die. So, uh, you can find it commonly in most major bookstores. So, there's 50 books and this book is one of them. So, when I found this in the, when I found this in the secondhand bookstore, I'll I bought it just out of the whim. I'm like, hey, it must be good. I mean, it's in the 50 books to read before you die. And it's really, really, really good. And I feel that it's really personal to me in a way because I have a sister who has a special condition. So I sort of relate to the way that the concept of special kids are not new to me. And I like how the book is written because it's like if you have scanned through the pages of The Little Prince, it's sort of like that, but for adults. So if you're looking at YouTube right now, it has also images, like drawings of Christopher and like notes that he took down because he was being a detective and it's really nice. And I like that the text is simple, it's easy to read, it feels like you're actually reading from his point of view. And I guess it's a coming-of-age story. It's really, really, really nice. Um, I would recommend you guys check this out. The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. 
So, speaking of theatrical um, literature, uh, I am obsessed <laughs> with musicals and plays. So, whenever I would visit London or New York, I would really find a way and make time to watch at least one play. So, it was inspired of this book, Phantom of the Opera by Gaston Leroux. I'm not even sure if I'm saying his name correctly. So, I'm not going to put that I know everything. Yeah, Phantom of the Opera. So, this is the only copy that I have of the book. If you're looking at YouTube right now, it's the classic, Peng it's the Penguin Classic version. Like, less than 200 pesos. I bought it, yes, secondhand still. I got interested in this one because I, when the 2004, I believe, when the 2004 film came out with Gerard Butler and Emma Rossum uh, starring in that film, I was so intrigued. Like, you know, mask man, singing, angels, chandeliers falling down. I was like, my very young mind was like, whoa, I want to watch that. And, well, during that time, we were not really that well off financially in a way that we do not get to watch movies in the theater Ex except when it's christmas and it's in it's and think time <laughs> yes i am an eat bulaga baby hello so i did i didn't get to watch the film until i have to wait it to be shown on hbo which takes usually a year after so when i watched it on hbo i was really in love like i told myself I will watch that live no matter what. I have to watch that live. So, I stand for it. And eight years later, the musical came to the Philippines. And I was still in college then. And it was really fantastic. Like, my mind was blown away. And after that, I started to watch theater in general. I watched Wicked, Cats, Miss Saigon, Les Miserables, a lot. Technically, a lot. Um, most of them, I have to admit, I watched in London because not for anything, the ticket prices is <laughs> way cheaper there. Like, the price that I have to shell out for a front row, well, not a front row, because front row in theater is not really that good. For uh, the best seat in the house, the orchestra area, or whatever it may be, the, the area in between the very front row and the back, the middle. So... Ticket prices for that area is the same in London as the ticket prices that I would have to shell out if I have to pay for the very back seat here in the Philippines. So that's why I've watched mostly in London. And I also bought this. I found this in a secondhand bookstore. It's the complete Phantom of the Opera collector's book. Um, so it has everything from the story, the history, the original cast and the the original manuscript see it's there with the songs and everything so yeah as you can see secondhand bookstores are my best friend like it almost always doesn't happen that I would leave a bookstore and not buy anything it is more likely that I go to a brand new shop I will not buy anything but bring me to a second-hand bookstore, I'll definitely buy something. I don't know why. So yeah, my third one, Fan of the Opera. And 
not just because it really affected my love for theater and my frustration to be an actress. Yes, I always wanted to be an actress, you know? <laughs> so, my dog is barking downstairs. He misses me already. Not just that, but again, it's more like how the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime and Alice in Wonderland affected me. Like, I learned to become, become more open-minded towards the story of other people and be more sympathetic, be more compassionate, and be kinder in general, you know? And yes, my dog is still barking. There. Phantom of the Opera. So, for the fourth book that changed my life, um, like I said, I'm a fan of secondhand bookshops. And there's this really, really small bookstore at Guadalupe MRT Station in Makati. Um, the owner is Mang Ed. So, I discovered and found this little space in the marketplace. So, really space full of old books. And I was like, oh my god. So I went in and there's this old man and, well, it's not really that old. I mean, he has salt and pepper hair, but not really senior citizen-ish, I think. So yeah, so he started to tell stories of how, how he got the bookstore, how he was able to collect all those books, and he was really, really interesting. It's really engaging and never I would go there. And I would rarely go there, honestly. Like, I would go there minimum once a year. That's how rare I go to that place. So whenever I'd go there, for some reason, Mang Ed would remember me. He would know that, Oi, yung flight attendant! Because when I went there for the first time, I was still applying. Or, or training, rather. Training to be a flight attendant. So since I'm ready, I'm a flight attendant. He would say, Oh, Miss Flight Attendant! Something like that. So it's really nice that he remembers me. But anyway... What he does, what I really love about his shop is that whenever he's there, he would really make recommendations of like, hey, I bet he's gonna get a random book from his collection and I bet you haven't read this yet. So he would explain all the book. Like, it's he's not just your regular bookstop, bookshop owner. He knows everything in his inventory. So like, if this is a really nice book, especially if he would remember your, your book preference. So, you recommended this book to me. This is All I Really Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. Yeah, All I Really Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten by Robert Fulgham. So, yeah, if you're looking at YouTube right now, it's I got the hardbound version. I found this in, what do you call this? Book sale. It's a chain of secondhand bookstops here in the Philippines. But, um... So I was mentioning Mang Ed. He, he, when he introduced the book to me, it was really small, like less than the size of my Phantom of the Opera book, like really small and really thin. And the front cover is not the front cover is not there anymore. It's like really turned torn off. And he was really selling the book to me, and it's like, and what I like was like he like he really wanted to give me the book. Like he sold it to me for twenty pesos. I'm like. Okay, so like I bought it, I read it, and I was in love. Really, 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 really in love. Like, uh -huh. <laughs> So, when um, I found this in Boxilla, I had to buy it because, yeah, it's hardcover, it's a nicer copy, and yeah, there's a front, front cover. <laughs> and 
So generally, all I really need to know, I learned in kindergarten by Robert Falcom, it's a collection of short stories, like anecdotes or snippets from his life. And there's no, like, after every story, it's really, really, really short. So as you see, the pages are not really that yellowed. So, like, let's say this one story, and then it will just probably consume one or two or three pages then you go on to the next story so it's really a collection and there is no at the end you'll be like and the moral of the story is there's nothing like that so he the writer he gives you that liberty to get what you want to get from the story and it's really nice because no matter what you'll get something from from each anecdote like the subtext of the title is Uncommon Thoughts, Uncommon Things. So, um, it urges, the book urges you to think about even what you think are the mundane and the simple things that happens in your life. Like, like I said, everything happens for a reason. So, I really fell in love with this and I found out that there are other books. So, I got the others eventually. I found them on other book sale shops at different times. So, same author, it's he has very long book names. I don't know. So this one, more or less the same concept. It's it was on fire when I lay down on it. Yes, that's the title. And then this one would be same author still. Uh-oh, some observations from both sides of the refrigerator door. So he has very odd but long uh book titles and it gets you to think. I mean, what, what, what are you talking about, right? And I recently found out that he has really more books than this one. So, if you're planning to buy me something for Christmas, buy me any book from Robert Fulgham. He's definitely one of my favorite authors. And I will love you for life. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, if you want a quick read, because each chapter is a standalone on itself you want a quick read and a quick and meaningful and funny and lovable and adorable read this one all i really need to know i learned in kindergarten yes when i said that the order of the books is randomish no particular order-ish this is the reason why it's no particular order-ish because all the other four books i love them generally and this is the actual book that really changed my life. It is the reason why I started to scour the world for secondhand bookshops. Because, dun 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 dun! Harry Potter! Yay! See, I did a magic trick. <laughs> so, Harry Potter. I was young when the first movie started. I was in elementary school. And magic it's like oh my god magic like you're a kid you love magic you know what i'm getting so i really fell in love with the movies Be um and then when i went into high school the high school that i went to it's patelas catholic school he it had a really big library and i never had an actual copy of the books that i'm reading right now when i was growing up so harry potter I read the entire series by going to that library in high school and lending the book. And when I'm done with it, I would bring it back and pray that whoever's lending the next one would bring it back soon. So I would go to the library every day. 
just to see if they the book was already returned until I was able to to finish the whole series. Harry Potter changed my life in a way wherein there's so many things happening here and the main point is that I guess this book, God bless you JK, this book taught me how to be kind, how to be not judgy, how to not exercise racism, sexism, all of the bad isms. <laughs> and yeah, and it was a constant battle. And also it also taught me to see the magic in everything. Like it's really mind-boggling in a way we're in. It will change your worldview in a way that you'll wake up and you'll realize how magical it is that the sky is blue every single day. You would look at the sky every single day, but there's there will never be a time that the sky that you saw yesterday was the same that you will see next week. Or how magical it is that no matter how routine your life is, no day is exactly the same. It changes your view in a way that you you get to see, you learn to see how important and amazing life is as long as you learn to look at it. Like, there's this quote from the book from Albus Dumbledore, which is, I am very sure I will not say it correctly, so to my fellow Harry Potter fans, I apologize and don't kill me. Um, it's like, you do not have to live in darkness. As long as you don't forget to turn on the light. See, I know I'm not saying it correctly. I know. I apologize. I will correct this in the show notes. I will put the proper quote there. Do not kill me. Okay. And I really like um, something that Sirius Black said. is like, do not judge a person by how he treats his equals. Judge him by how he treats his subordinates or inferiors. Again, don't kill me if I'm not saying the proper code, please. Anyway, it's really special for me. Like, so, going back to the books, book, book searching thing. So, when I already had enough money, I mean, actually, I started in college. I started to search for old copies of Harry Potter when I was in college because I already have enough pocket money and side businesses. Side businesses to sustain that want so i would go to book sales because it's the first secondhand bookstore that i'm aware of so i would go to book sales and search for harry potter and before i would look for the original scholastic versions the ones that are usually found everywhere and then i discovered that there is such a thing as this cover so apparently there are two different kinds of covers for Harry Potter, the UK and the US version. So the UK is by Bloomsbury and this is the original cover. And they don't make it anymore by the time that I was already looking for it. Not unlike the US version where they're still producing the scholastic version until they revamp the covers and they're not producing that anymore and they're producing a different type of cover now. But anyway, going back. So they're not making the UK version anymore. They're not making new prints of it anymore. So I, the only chance that I have is to find it in secondhand bookstores. So it was my personal mission to complete the seven books by only by hardbound, still with the jacket. I honestly don't care how yellowed the pages are. And it has to be the first 
edition UK uh, print. Not really first edition, like the first 150 copies. I mean, the first edition design. So yeah, color blocking with text here. See? In the UK version, if you're looking at YouTube right now, the UK version, they don't have that signature font wherein the peas in Potter are in lightning bolts and whatnot. They don't have it. So it's this kind of design. So eventually, I became a flight attendant and I still did not complete my collection. So I was scared. That's the reason why I'm scouring the whole world for secondhand bookstores because I wanted to complete this. And what happened is, I bought other books and expanded my collection as to what you see right now. So my books um, compromises of fiction, classics, non-fiction, Filipiniana, and all others. Like, it's a real assortment. And up to this day, my collection is not yet complete. I will only consider it complete if I am able to complete the whole seven books. I still, I have everything. I have all of the copies, UK version, hard, hardbound, and with the jacket, except for the first one, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. And I am aware that they are selling it on eBay for so much money, it's ridiculous. But I realize they must be first edition prints, like for example, the first 200 copies or whatnot. And some are with signatures of JK, so that's why they're so really expensive. But what I have currently is so as you can see it's harry potter and the philosopher's stone uk version but it is the i believe this is at the anniversary because the original version doesn't have the if you look at youtube right now doesn't have the stars and the image of harry with the hogwarts express is full blown on this part of the page and this is paperback as you may see but I saw it in the bookstore, so I bought it anyway. And I also found well, this version. It's also UK version, and I find it really, really nice, so I bought it anyway. It's also Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. But I'm still looking for hardbound UK first, first edition design and with the book jacket. So if you love me and you have it, give it to me, please. I want it. Yes. If you're willing to sell it to me, message me also. I am willing to buy it. <laughs> or if you really, really love me, you can just give it to me, you know. <laughs> so yeah, Harry Potter changed my life. I am a Potterhead, really. Like, this much. So yeah, those are the five books that changed my life. We have Alice in Wonderland, The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, Phantom of the Opera, all I really need to know I learned in kindergarten, and Harry Potter. So if you have read any of the books that I've said or would like to get to know more about them, message me here on Anchor, on Facebook, and Instagram. The handle is Mabuhay Maxima. Or you can just leave a comment here on YouTube. I do reply. I really, really do. And please do not forget to like and subscribe on YouTube and follow me on your favorite podcast channel, platform, rather. This is the channel. <laughs> so, thank you so much for staying here of me rambling about books. <laughs> it's me, MR, and you're listening to episode 13, Five Books That Changed My Life. I'll see you all again soon. Bye-bye!